So Pineapple Pete and Michael Nakazawa teamed up on Dark, and I gotta tell you, that was really interesting. <laughs> oh, I would love... I, I, I you saw, you saw the spot, right? With the baby oil spot? No, what? Oh my god. So Michael Nakazawa gets down and, like, you know, hands and knees, whatever, pointing towards somebody in the corner. I forget... I forget who it was. Uh, I think it was Joey Janela. Yeah, because they were taking on Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. And then Pineapple Pete oil he he has his back oiled up. Pineapple Pete oils up his stomach and then basically does a running slip and slide eye off of Michael Nakazawa into Joey Janela. <laughs> That's so good. Fuck. Taz was like, that was some innovative offense. I've never seen that before. <laughs> and I, I at home was like, you never should have seen that before. Boys, the show about professional and not so professional wrestling. I am your host, the man who thinks Warhorse deserved better, Scotty Moore. I am the man who spent about 30 minutes looking for his glasses today when they were right in front of him, Blake Tanner. I'm the man that think Warhorse just did fine. I, I thought Blake was about to be like, I spent 30 minutes looking for my heel of the week, and I still haven't found one. Because luckily, d- wrestling's not had too much bad shit lately. And I know now <laughs> next week it's going to be out and like, Luchasaurus is a serial killer. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, of course he is. <laughs> He's a gigantic monster from the Paleolithic era. Do you see the scene where Asuka punted a baby? What the fuck? No! Oh, but wrestling... That baby had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> that baby said, Kyrie, Kyrie should have never left you. And then Asuka got really upset. <laughs> but, yeah, Kyrie is... Kyrie's now gone. And I will say the best thing I saw from... Because they... they lo- I, I don't know what it is about WWE doing this J.K. Rowling bullshit... Where they refuse to, in the main shows, do anything of importance and then afterwards try to retcon it. Like, send Kyrie off with, like, didn't she get attacked or some shit? No, no, no. You, that, that involves my heel of the week. We're not talking okay. about that. Okay, well, <laughs> I- ignoring that, but then later posting a video of, like, Kyrie's emotional goodbye is kind of bullshit to me. I will say my favorite part of it, though, was Joe. Because while all the other commentators were just sitting down and shaking her hand, like, all right, bye, Joe stood up from the desk, stood in front of her, and bowed. And I said, that's a real man right there. That's a real motherfucker right there. You get it, Joe. That's classic. I mean, Joe spent time in Noah. Joe knows. Yeah, that's that's a man who was Joe also... Joe Kobashi. Yeah! That's a fucking great match, by the way. I'm just sad that we never got to see the pirate ship. We never got to see Kyrie saying on the pirate ship. Yep, and we never got to see, uh, never got to see Kyrie versus Asuka. There's, there's a lot of regrets, but Kyrie versus Brock Lesnar, man, should have booked it. Oh my god! To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I feel like this is one of the few times that a wrestler has left of their own power from the WWE on good terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just now noticed what Dylan's heel of the week is, so I'm gonna have to take one of my notes and move it down there, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, other exciting news, most of it all coming from SmackDown, 
we're finally getting a fucking Big E singles run, which if you told me pre-New Day, oh, a big Big E singles run, I would have been, ah, whatever. Now, I'm through the moon. <laughs> this is, this is not your daddy's Big E. This yeah. is your uncle and your daddy's Big E. <laughs> and I love the promo. Is he, is he still going to use the big ending? Because while that is the most pillow soft move ever, uh, it also does not look like it could finish another person. If he, if he, all he has to do is tilt the person like 45 degrees forward into an emerald flosion, and then I'll buy it. I'll buy that he could murder Brock Lesnar with that move. Yeah, no, yeah. he's actually going to, um, he's going to get them sitting up in the middle of the ring, and he's just going to gyrate on them so hard that they just get knocked unconscious. Like leave. <laughs> no, they asked. Blake, you're clearly drunk. Leave. They're they're actually they they thought the big ending was too vicious, so instead they're going to give them Wade Barrett's Wasteland, the move where you have them on your shoulders and just kind of gently set them on the ground in front of you. Biggie, it wasn't that bad. Of his move, new no finish doubt. is going to be he's going to smile and wink at someone, and they're just going to die. Yeah. They're going to give him the they're going to give him the Saxton tonic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but my favorite part of it was still Kofi. Because Kofi in that moment made you believe, oh, this is a big fucking deal. Because they could have easily been like, hey, Kofi's injured, Big E's gonna do some singles matches. Instead, there was a full backstage segment where he was like, you've been here for us for years, for everything. You have been on top. It's now your time. And then, of course, the ending, come on, give me a hug, give me a hug. Wait, wait, be gentle with me. I'm tender. My meat's still tender. (laughs) Slap me some meat. No, wait, no, not that. (laughs) Woods is out, I'm out, you're in. Uh-huh. Kid, I'm putting you in. God, it was so good. I'm so happy for that. I, I, want, I really want them to have give him the, the IC title and treat it like a big deal, like he didn't have the IC title before. Yeah. <laughs> with with me, I'm, I'm happy for that, and I'm also happy that hopefully this fucking bar brawl ends this dumb Jeff Hardy storyline. Because was it this SmackDown or the previous one where the opening of... It was this previous one where the opening of the show was, my name's Jeff Hardy, and I'm an alcoholic. And I'm like, fucking, now you've gone too far. Now you've gone too far with this. It's very weird. Because, like, I understand he approves it, but we don't approve it. No, and I we've talked about that a lot before. And I'm amazed that it's still going on because it feels like the last time we talked about that was six months ago. I mean, it was two months, like, no doubt. Because, like, the first one happened when we watched that pay-per-view together, Blake. So it's been a while. Um, but that happened, um, and then in the bar brawl itself, they decided to do some Brother Nero bullshit. Because Seamus, like, left him laying, walked away, came back, and then... The big shock is Jeff suddenly has face paint on. Like, as if Jeff doesn't normally wrestle with face paint. It was like the scene, like, uh, the scene in The Dark Knight Rises where the Joker goes to see Two-Face, and Two-Face is just like, okay, this is my nurse, and then he takes off the mask, and he's like, oh my god, it's you! As if he couldn't tell from the other half of his face. That's what it was like with Seamus walking over. Oh, fuck! (laughs) I couldn't tell you it was you without those horrid scars. You know, I could see them. Yeah. Actually, what, also, what he uh, did Dylan's was... Theory... Um... Hmm? What? I was going to say Dylan's theory may be coming true, because Dexter Loomis is in that match. And it's been revealed it's going to be a five-man match. So 
I'm gonna think maybe Cole. Maybe they put Cole into it. Um, also, they are fighting Imperium, so one part of my fantasy booking is coming true. So there. That's great. <laughs> one out of so... uh, how many points were there? Fifty-seven. <laughs> I'm the last, so glad. The last thirty-seven of which were utter nonsense. Like there are times that. I hate missing this show because it's a lot of fun. And then there's last week. Dude, if I could go back in time and miss that recording, I would. <laughs> it would just be the the ravings of a madman. I was going to say, you're going to put that on our listeners? You're going to put that on Gazi? How dare you? Gazi? That's fine. I I'm think, okay with that. Yeah, I think Gazi would be into it, actually. Yeah, but uh, now on to AEW, which was very... This is my... Uh, I'm back in it, boys. I'm back in the saddle. I actually sat down and watched all of AEW. Fuck AEW, such a good show. Holy shit, I love it. Even the matches, I'm like, I don't know. Like, um, Diamante versus Sheeta. I was like, ah, whatever. And then watched it and was like, oh, that's right. This is great. Yeah. I, I will say... A lot say, of people were... A lot of people were complaining that everything was like, you know, it felt off. And then somebody brought up, it was like, you know, they're wrestling outside in Florida, in Jacksonville, in July. There. Yeah. (laughs) This is not, this weather is not conducive, especially with like the lights on you. This shit is not conducive to fucking wrestling a five-star classic. Yeah. It's like War Horse looks sluggish in that match and everything. I was like, for the love of God, man, it's 80% humidity at night. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's from fucking St. Louis. They don't get that that shit in St. Louis. Oh, they at do. that kind of show, everybody is Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> <laughs> Just swamp ass for days. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I guess, yeah, we can start with Warhorse, who I'll be at the beginning, I was kind of worried. I was like, oh, no, he's a little sluggish. But near the end, like especially after the fucking diving elbow drop, I want to give credence to Cody for once because that was one of the most well-timed kickouts of all time because literally the ref's hand was inches away from the mat before Cody kicked out and my heart stopped. I went, they're letting him do it. Fuck. Nope. God, yeah, and that's they're not way. even gonna sign him. You gotta go the full other way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get Eddie Kingston. You don't get Warhorse. That's the yeah. That's the curse pact now. But uh, they yeah they did that. It was a, it was a serviceable match. It was a good debut for Warhorse. Like some of those near falls near the end were great, especially where uh, one of my favorite moments and it this was straight out of a fucking anime when Cody starts to slap on the figure four. And Warhorse just grabs his boot <laughs> like it's fucking Frieza and Goku doing a power battle. Like, no! <laughs> and tries to lift it away. I was like, okay, that's good. Yeah, and then he gets kicked in the face. Yeah. And then I, I, I liked that. And I'll, I also really liked basically Warhorse sacrificing himself against the Dark Order, shoving them away, shoving Cody away and be like, I'll take him on! Of course, he immediately got punked out because it's the Dark Order, but I, I liked that little spot. That was very good. I I like the commentary. Commentary put him over real big, especially at the end. Jr. was Jr. was loving loving on the dude, yeah. Which you wouldn't expect from a guy who Justin Roberts as ruling ass. Justin gave Warhorse a killer fucking entrance. I was like, okay, forty thousand pounds of raw heavy metal. War Horse! 
and he held it for like five hours. I was like, all right. Yeah. Uh, if there's something you can trust Justin Roberts to do, it's hold that bad boy. <laughs> hold that note. But yeah, that was very good. And then, of course, uh, Cardona, I did not expect. I did not expect that shit at all. No, that was one. Car- Cardona, uh, l- looking more ripped than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I, I forgot how big he is. Did you forget how big he is, Blake? Yeah, yeah uh, he's a big dude. Like, yeah, because people think about Ryder as like 2011 Zack Ryder, woo-woo-woo Zack Ryder. It was very thin. The boy got big over the years because I think he was like, maybe this will be what makes them finally push me. No, nothing. I do remember one time a few years ago when, like, I, I think he just posted a, a a picture of, like, his post-workout, and his traps looked like they reached all the way to the moon. I thought you were talking about the picture where he was bulking, so his body wasn't as cut, and he had grown a goatee, and someone said, when did Zack Ryder turn into Tommy Dreamer? Because it is exactly the same. <laughs> the, uh... Dude, he's still got ups, though. The fucking height he got on that. He's calling it radio silence now. That's cool. But That's actually really good, actually. Yeah. Like, just... Oh, God. Yeah, there was that. Um, fucking Cameron's back in wrestling, I guess. If you want... Hey, biggest shock of the show for me. I was like... She came out, and I went, what the fuck? You're still... Because go- I know she was... She was supposed to be at Effie's Big Gay Brunch. She was going to be a part of yeah. that. So, like, I knew she was still wrestling. I didn't know she was at an AEW level, but apparently they trust her. So, who knows? And to be fair, it's happening on a tag tournament that's being shown on YouTube on Mondays. Yeah, but tri- trial not taking a- trial period. Yeah, it's a trial period. And at the end of it, what's probably going to come of it is Nyla Rose is going to blame her for them failing. And she's going to powerbomb her through two tables. And that's going to be the end of it. It's a real shame that Ivelisse is such, like, a problem wrestler and, like, causes so much hatred because I would pay to see the tag team champions of Ivelisse and Diamate. Oh, yeah. it's just, like, where they just come out with their matching bandanas and belts <laughs> and outfits and they just, like, I would pay for that. Fucking Santana. Fucking, the, like, they, they come out, they win. And then the next, the next match is like a fucking inner circle match, and on the way back, Santana and Ortiz just look at him, and then they do the fucking doink, like put the two hands up. <laughs> hey guys, do the doink, do the doink, do that doink. Do we want to guess what the teams are going to be for this? Oh fuck! I just realized who's probably going to win. I was thinking. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, oh it's going to be Brandy and Allie. I don't know. I honestly, I, I, cause they don't have enough. When's Britt going to be cleared or is she cleared? And they're the just... end of the year. Oh. She had knee surgery. Okay. never mind that. Cause I, ideally I would love Britt and big swole. Cause like, they're not going to give Britt the title for a while. Her and big swole have a great feud going on. It'd be a fun, the bar esque thing to have them team together. And uh, let's see here. <laughs> Probably have Sheeta and Swole. Yeah, right, Sheeta and Swole. I want Abaddon and whoever they get to be with Abaddon, and I want them to win. And it is solely based on the fact that, like, afterwards, her partner is just like, yeah, we won. I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... I- 
I think I killed a zombie. Yeah. D- did I kill a zombie? It's it's gonna be like early Rosemary stuff where people team and they were just like, we won! We're not touching, but we won! <laughs> Great! Good job! Yeah. Um, Dude, she had a match on Dark and like... <laughs> The person, uh, Sarah J, the person wrestling her, did this great mix of just like, yeah, I got this monster on the ropes, and then Abaddon at one point did the cane sit-up. Uh, and she just, Sarah J literally left the ring. Yeah. Just like, (laughs) straight ran. But then she like threw in the barricade like, yeah, I got this. Roll her back in the ring. Did not. Also, Abaddon uses Widow's Peak. Underrated move. fuck yes. Thank Uh, God. I just fucking, like, makeup game on point always, mm-hmm. Abaddon. Her Twitter game's on point, too. Like, she's quality on Twitter. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of... I think that tournament's going to be a lot of jobbers teaming together, because that's unfortunately what the, the tag division is, just because people are hurt. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it'll give, it'll give, you know, a lot of people some time, some good matches, hopefully. Uh, and, you know, we, uh, we get a new, a new thing out of it. I wonder if they will... I, I don't know if she's officially retired. I wonder if they would let Rebel in. No. Okay, because I was thinking Rebel and Big Swole would be a fun team. And then you could have... Bri- Re- Bri- Rebel Hardy. Oh, <laughs> fuck. And then you could have those two... Uh, uh... Sign Lefisto. <laughs> There's a lot of options here. Um, you could sign so many people. They could They could stack the division right now. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it would be part of what they've been doing, because I think that I was reading a post earlier today where it said, like, they've employed uh, 60-something people over the course of the pandemic, nine of which have been, like, fully signed. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, two of those were FTR, Mm -hmm. and one of them was Matt Cardona. Thank you for the segue, Dylan, into FTR with the best fucking signing I've ever seen. And the great twist of Arn Anderson coming in, which we all knew, like, would happen eventually. But him coming in and being like, all right, you guys have already got your signing bonuses, right? Yeah, we already got that. Okay, okay, good. Have we went over? Like, Arn, Arn's now becoming a, one of my favorite parts. Just because of, like, he is bringing a smart managerial aspect. Whereas most managers are just like, I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to help him win, and I'm going to do this. Arn is just straight up like, I know what the fuck wrestling is. Here's what you need to do. It, it, it is an, a manager using intelligence versus versus using cheating. Yeah, FTR is an old school wrestling team, and Arn is an old school wrestler who knows what the business is like. And part of one of the biggest old school wrestling teams, Brainbusters. Um, but the best part of it was still FTR going over like, okay, during our matches. There will be a five count during tag-ins. You have that amount of time, and if you go past that, you're out of the match. You have to hold the tag rope. Basically, all the rules that the Young Bucks ignore during matches, they made sure, like, no, this is this is pure. This is what's supposed to happen. And I, I like the, um, because I, I think it was JR that was going off on them not holding the tag ropes not too long ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Um... Uh, and I, I, you know, that's oh wait, one of I, no, those they, things. Uh, they straight up took them out. They took them oh, out. Oh, they just took them out. Gotcha. That's one of those things where it's like, you've got to have something for heels to cheat with, but then again, I always forget that tag ropes exist. Yeah. So do the wrestlers. <laughs> exactly. 
So does the entire world. Uh, final bit of AEW news. Apparently, Hardy is not doing gimmicks anymore. He yes, he is. No, like he he cut a uh, he did one of his good old Matt Hardy YouTube videos, and during it, he said um, he said I came out and I was so excited to come to AEW. I was I was excited to come out to AEW. I was excited to have fans across the arena go and delete with me every single week because that's what I love about AEW. The fan base is so passionate. And then I debuted on the first empty arena AEW show. Then I started to uh, help guys out. I started to work with Private Party backstage, started to work with Sammy Guevara, and then we saw what happened with that. Now, I was upset. I was mad. And then he starts going into the fact that, like, America's more divided than ever now. America's so divided. Uh, at what point he goes, and I, I, once I realized Broken Hardy wouldn't work, I decided to do a best of Matt Hardy and let me do all of my classic gimmicks that people love, unlike what my brother's having to do in another company, which I thought was a great dig. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but but he goes on to, like, America's so divided now, right now. We're so divided. I can't play... I guess it's I can't play a divided character anymore. So right now, I'm going to do what I've never done, and I'm going to be Matt Hardy on television. And so he's going to be strictly him, is the whole idea. There's no gimmicks, there's no character, there's no nothing. And When was this video posted? Uh, recently, like very recently. When was it today? No, why? He was Big Money Matt on Tuesday. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> Here, hold on, hold on, let me see, let me see. Matt. He was flashing the money around, he was talking about Private Party getting over because that in turn gets him over... Uh, it was apparently yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday, so... Okay, fine. That's a shame, because I love Big Money Matt so yeah. much. Even, even though Matt Jackson was like, really, Big Money This is your worst gimmick. <laughs> I think, and if... I'm, I'm not going to go as hard as I, in the paint as I did last week, but I think fantasy booking, what I would do. Matt Hardy... Oh, no. Matt Hardy continues the feud with Sammy. He loses after... In the middle of the match, he starts to snap a little bit, and he starts to do the delete. Sammy's like, what's up with him? It's like he's glitching, basically. Uh, Sammy gets gets him, pins him, whatever. And Broken Matt comes out <sighs> next week. And then... It's not going to... No! It goes to a match it all out. Matt... <laughs> Tell me Matt Hardy has never wanted to do Matt Hardy versus Broken Matt Hardy. That's what I'm building to right now. Matt Hardy fights himself, and during the match, fucking big money Matt comes out. Fucking Team Extreme Matt comes out. All of his old gimmicks come out to fight him. It's Matt Hardy versus Matt Goodbye. Hardy. Goodbye. I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. I will leave. No, that's all I have. That's all I right have. Right now. I just think that it, was too much. That would just be an interesting buildup. No, it wasn't. Yes, it would. Tell, no, it wasn't. Tell me you wouldn't be compelled by that. Because it gets at people. Okay, everything. we're going to. Okay, anyway. We're, we're going to other companies. This is holy shit. I would watch it. Holy shit. Oh, thank you. Of course you would. Thank you. Thank you. But that that means nothing. My my taste is extreme. It, it's, it's, the, it's the cinematic wrestling version of wrestling. Um, oh, fuck. I can't even remember what the, uh, the blow-up doll is named. Yokoshiko. Yeah. It would be the... A cinematic wrestling version of that. You've got to figure things out to prove it. And no one but the master of cinematic wrestling could pull it off. Anyways, 
um, please let me have this because I've already lost Hiromu and I can't keep going. I can't keep going unless he, I have... You haven't lost him. He's injured until the show. It's to help him keep up so he can wrestle uh, fucking... God, I forgot his fucking name. Um, I'm so, doing so bad with names tonight. So he can wrestle Bone Soldier at 100%. It's a kayfabe thing. It's a half kayfabe thing. Half, he probably actually injured his shoulder again. Uh, but he's probably going to drop the junior title... Get healed up. Oh, I forgot. Or he's going to win. Yeah. One of the two. Um, man. <laughs> it's, it's being held in a baseball stadium, and, like, I'm 90% sure that, uh, oh, that Naito's just going to win the belts back. Also, wait, Bone Soldier's back? I thought... No, that's the name of... God fucking damn it. Oh, are you talking about Taiji Ishimori? Yeah, Taiji Ishimori is Bone Soldier. He comes okay. out with a Bone Soldier mask. Okay, no, I thought I was sitting here like I didn't. I thought he unmasked a while fucking back. Well, he didn't unmask. He retired. He's a basketball coach at a high school now. What? That's so what? <laughs> That's so fuck wild to me. Living. Uh, but that happened, and then might be a shoot, might not. Miro says it's, that he's. It's a shoot. That Miro is no longer wrestling, which, good for him if he's happy and doesn't have to destroy his body through professional wrestling and he gets all the fulfillment he can out of doing Twitch streams. Good for Miro. Because um, I'll be honest, like, I do love Rusev and I love Miro and I don't, I don't know what's technically left for him, really, outside of, like, winning a major championship, but I don't know if that's something he would have been interested in. Probably. I mean, to be fair, it also might be a, a, a fucking work where it's just that he doesn't want to risk his health going every, anywhere, seeing as his wife's, uh, both of his in-laws got COVID. And then he got COVID. And then he got COVID. Yeah. So it's likely, likely more likely that he's just not wanting to sign anywhere until this all fucks off in like six months. Yeah. Yeah. Je- the, he told a great story, though, uh, about Jeff Hardy. Oh, the Jeff Hardy, Hardy one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, I, I told him to hold his hands up, and he just does He just does this, boom, he puts his hands down, he, my kick, my foot just hits him in the face. In the head, <laughs> side of the head. He goes down, go for the count, one, two, barely kicks out. Barely kicks out. <laughs> but it's Jeff Hardy. He's immortal. <laughs> Jeff Hardy's the new Ric Flair. Yeah. But instead of drinking, it's trying to kill yourself. <laughs> Physically, in the ring. Uh, but you, Apparently. But yeah. you know what's immortal for me? My love for our patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS, the website where you can support us, get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X, where we take a look at some of our favorite moments in wrestling history and look back on it, or watch me and Blake react to old episodes of JWF. They're really garbage, and I dressed up like Stone Cold Steve Austin on the latest episode, and it was real bad. How long ago were these episodes? Like, years-wise? Uh, Five? No, no, six, six, 2014. So only two years removed from when we started doing this. I couldn't stay out of the world of JWF, baby. I had to bring it back somehow. Had to bring it back somehow. So uh, a radio show on on the internet. Yeah. That's how we did it. Uh, But it's now time to annoy someone on Twitter. Dylan, are we keeping Dustwatch going, or...? Um... I mean, I'm sure we can find... You could tweet at Abaddon. 
I think we ha did we we have tweeted Abaddon because I'm fairly sure she liked it. That was that was at least months ago because <laughs> we did it back when there were still people at shows. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just can tweet we, it can Abaddon. we just please just tweet someone please follow us and just do a list of wrestlers just like the no. the biggest no fucking no. No, we cannot. We, I, I will not let us stoop to that level while I'm actually here during the tweet segment. Same. So. Okay, fine. We're not there Tweet at Abaddon and ask her when she's getting a Rob Zombie endorsement, since she's the living dead girl. Wait, I'm gonna <laughs> do the opposite. Hey, Rob Zombie, when are you going to endorse Abaddon? Hashtag, um, or, uh, I don't <laughs> hashtag, sure, hashtag spooky watch. Uh, while I do, would you stop with the watches? <laughs> just stop it. It's dead. Just we just tweet at people. There's no watch attached to it anymore. New rule. While I do this, uh, would we like to get into our heels of the week? I think Blake has the most interesting one out of all of us. Yes. Uh, my fucking heel of the week is trying to pick a heel of the week. Um, you should be because, like me. Yeah. <laughs> you should really be like me. Wait, what do you do? Oh. I mean, I could just go to exclusive. Would, would you like to abdicate your time to me to rant? <laughs> I, I will. Just give me a quick second. I will say it's not been horrible in wrestling this week, which is very happy. Like, it makes me very happy. And, like, the actual, like, really good heels, um, the best heel I think Scotty's going to take care of, which is he's still a baby face, though. So, um, but no, no one's really pissed me off. Um, and I think been deserving of Heel of the Week this week. So good for everybody. Keep it going. Don't be WWE. Okay. Here we go. Ah, uh, gonna be great. Okay, so let me let me get this straight because I don't watch WWE that much, and this is part of the reason why. So Oscar and Sasha have a match at Extreme Rules, at which point Ref gets knocked out. Bailey shows up, attacks Asuka, knocks Asuka down, takes the ref shirt off, puts it on herself, counts three for nearly unconscious Sasha. Bailey, That's some... ba Bailey is a role model, and in that moment she saw the referee was downed and realized that someone needs to make these counts, someone needs to officiate these matches, and so therefore she put on the ref shirt and she did the With job. With the mustard hair and the bad model. sunglasses. I need you to shut your mouth, know your role, take a seat. Let me be heel commentator, please. No, I'm talking. <laughs> I had to listen to your rant. You can shut the fuck up and listen to mine. That happens. The solution to somebody absconding with the belt is not to say, hey, we're going to have this match. It's to say, hey, after literally outside interference happened if anything happens in this match the title changes hands which is the dumbest way to settle a clearly fraudulent match i've ever heard that is tna levels of booking that's really <laughs> what that is and i get it i understand that with the attack on Kyrie, it was a way to like show that she cared more about Kyrie than the belt it's a way to get the belt on sasha i understand that but that is just the dumbest shit. The dumbest, like, trying to kayfabe justify not wanting to have Sasha win I've ever heard of. 
And then you now have the two-woman power trip. I love it. Great. You know who doesn't? The other 16 women on the roster that don't get fucking shit to do because two people hold all the goddamn that's belts. heel heat, baby. That's that heel heat, baby. Shut the fuck up. That's X-Pac go away heat. Not for them, for the riding team. For Stephanie McMahon, for everyone that runs the women's division that thinks having just a handful of people represent an entire women's division is somehow good. Well. So no. Okay. Would, no heel heat. Would you rather it go back to only one? Like, just Bailey has the title, and then, I don't know, probably Bliss Cross, and then Charlotte has the Raw title? Would you rather go back to that? Because, like... You mean three feuds? You mean I could I could watch three other people then get in on those... On those... The stuff, because Asuka is going to show up tomorrow on SmackDown and start beating the shit out of people. So that's not really going to be a match. And you're not excited for gonna... that? You're not excited for that? No. I'm excited for that moment, WWE's moment. However, through the ability to see into the future, I understand that it is also detrimental to other people. They took the best heels they have currently, who are Sasha Banks and Bayley, and gave them the biggest dick energy of we have all the belts. It's not that three feuds can't keep happening. Three feuds can't Really? Because they're not. There's currently two. It can be uh, well. We got, SmackDown hasn't happened. We don't know who's gonna be going after Bailey. Someone goes after Bailey. Someone goes after Sasha, and then hell, even a tag team could go after both of them combined. And in addition to that, you can have smaller tag teams feud for the opportunity to face them later. It's not. Yeah, it, that's not going to happen, and you know it because you already watched... is. The Iconics are feuding right now, and it's possibly going to bring back the Riot Squad. They're feuding with Ruby Riot over something that they said about Liv Morgan. Yeah, exactly. So, that's going to be brought back. There's still going to be that rivalry. Just because all the... I understand old WWE booking. And I understand that, oh, only the way a woman gets a feud is with a belt. But now, this means more feuds can happen without belts. Which, in my opinion, is a much more interesting storyline than just, I want that belt and I don't have it. Great, great. I would say we can agree to disagree, but literally, I need you to justify why having two people hold all the gold is good for this division. Because they're literally the best. They are literally the best thing this division has had in a very, very, very long time. And if you want us to talk... Becky Lynch has only been gone for like two months, so I need you to stop right and there with that then, talk. Even then, nearing nearing the end, Becky was getting rough. I'm not going to lie. Like, Becky was back when she... becoming a heel, basically. Yeah. Okay. You mean when she was trying to... Like, likely going on a storyline with that, but we never got to see it because, you know, bless her, she got pregnant. She's gonna get to have a little Seth Rollins baby. God, that story. Uh, that story was great. That whole uh, story of her talking about. Yeah, that about... whole that whole moment was great. Yeah. No, no, uh, I'm talking about when she recently got interviewed by the Bellas and was talking about like all of it, and she goes, "I looked down and it said pregnant, and then the last thing I heard was Colby screaming at the top of his lungs, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Seth," and then I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> then he tried to shove my eye into some <laughs> ring stairs. No, sorry, different different story. I just, I, I don't know, because it feels like such a weird 180 because they were teasing the breakup and yeah. like us finally getting Sasha versus Bailey for so long. And now they've gone the complete opposite way. Like, ah, oh, just kidding. Well, like, 
They th- th- this 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 is like this has gone 180 at least three times since they have been teaming up. It well, I mean, the same thing happened with Jericho and Owens, and that's what made the Festival of Friendship so powerful. Is that was a big, oh fuck, they finally did it! Like it really happened, um, and that's why I think I, I think they saw how much money this is, and I think a they saw, okay, we got to do this in front of a live crowd, and b I think they might have been. How do we stretch this to WrestleMania? Because that is a WrestleMania quality, if not main event. I swear to God, if they stretch this one angle out for over a year again, and like they're holding the belts for the majority of that, I will. Well, no, I don't think they. I don't. Holy shit! That'll somehow combine two man power trip with Reign of Terror. That's what that's gonna do. That's gonna be real. I don't think they would hold it. I think you would take tag titles off of them SummerSlam or something like that. Then they both hold the belts. Well, no, because they need the tag titles because that's how they go to all the different... I don't know, but I think they're trying to stretch it out. I don't know how, but they're trying no, to stretch it out. No, I know they're trying to stretch it out. <laughs> oh, hey, are we I'm still talking it. about the uh, the two-woman power trip? Because I just got back, I popped some popcorn, Look, you know, I went to the I, bathroom. Yeah, that's fine. I'm saying this Sorry. is a storyline we never got to actually see because Stone Cold got injured, so we never got to see how it played out. Triple H got injured. Oh, Triple H got injured. So now we get to see how it would actually play out, and it's very that's interesting. That's not how this is at all, but okay, sure. Uh, gentlemen, I, I'm also sorry to interrupt with this, um, because I have received some sad news. Um, Twitch is officially my heel of the week because they have temporarily banned Miro's account. Oh, yeah. What? I saw that. I saw, I think that happened what? earlier. Um. Dicks. Bunch of dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no. I had to, I had to get that out. Because I, th- I was I, really... I do, and I, I'm not, this is the end. I think there is a level of bias because it's Oscar. I'm gonna say that, but I also agree. A bunch of people holding was, the title was, isn't always cool. the best. Here, let me put it this way: it was cool until it was also the Raw belt. Because when it was the SmackDown belt, then I could see that, like, okay, we're building this this thing to when this implodes and this does a thing. By also having the Raw belt, and now they're just going everywhere, having everything, it complicates the story. Not in a good way. Like, it's I not don't, adding, no, like, I, another twist. I think twist. it adds to it, because then in the final bout... Because otherwise, Bailey kind of had the power. Bailey had the power... Yeah, that was the storyline, is that Sasha Banks is the better wrestler, but Bailey had the power, and eventually mm-hmm. Sasha was supposed to realize that. Yeah, but, that was what they were building two months ago. Exactly, but now this puts doubt into people's mind of who wins, because now you have two women who have accomplished the exact same thing. Won a championship, won a championship. Both women have the exact same, at least going into the story, now they have the exact same pedigree as each other. So now it's less of a, Sasha needs to realize that she's better, and more of simply, this is two people who are very equals trying to figure out who's the best. That's where I'm at with it. But they already made Sasha look weak going into her title reign by having it be by countout in a match where a countout could change the title and Bailey had to kick the shit out of yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, but Bailey did. Bailey's done bullshittery. Okay, we can't. We can't keep going. Uh, my heel of the week's luckily relatively fast, and it's just the people on Twitter who are going way too far back to try to find shit to call out wrestlers for. Because someone went back and they found a promo from 2003 with Excalibur and Kevin Steen. And I can't remember. Someone replaced them in a match. 
and they came out and as part of the storyline, I think Human Tornado was in it. And yep. Human Tornado would be like, I want to make my storylines race based. I want to make uh, put them in there. It'll get heat. And so because of that, Excalibur came out. Definitely said the N word. Kevin and Steen definitely said the N word, and he looked very uncomfortable while doing it. And ever since then, they have both apologized. They have both apologized ad nauseum on podcast about it, talking about their problematic past with stuff like that. They have grown as people. There's no reason to keep calling them out. Um, that one's bad. The main one is uh, AJ Gray, who is a GCW wrestler. I think he was. Actually, Blake, the show we got too drunk to stay at. I believe AJ Gray won the GC, or, uh, yeah, won the GCW championship from Nick Gage, ending his dominant reign that night. AJ Gray's fantastic, but uh, people went back and found some problematic tweets of his. Ironically, about the same time that AJ was advocating for better representation for black people in pro wrestling. That's bizarre that they would try to cancel him during that time. And I'm just sitting here like. I understand if it's a person, if it, A, if it's recent, like last five years, okay. 2003 was 17 years ago. There are wrestling fans that are younger than when that fucking spot happened. Like, they have definitely had the opportunity to grow. And we see how people have grown. Like, Sammy fucking Guevara, who said that dumb shit four years ago, already seems hellaciously like apologetic about it and he's come back better than ever we gotta give people an opportunity to grow we don't cancel for the opportunity to just cancel somebody i guess this is kind of like with the 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 far pendulum swing of the idea of cancel culture because i i believe that there are some realms that it can go too far like you said when it seems that somebody has like come out said they were wrong, said they are doing everything, said they want to improve, and have never fucking done it again, um, and have also, like, tried to improve who they were as a person, uh, I think, I think that's okay. Yeah, I, I think it's also based on the reaction, like, we've seen with Owens and Excalibur, numerous apologies. Like, people who will either, and even if they, it, it didn't happen, which I know in this case there's video evidence, but there's shit where people, uh, he said this backstage, like, I, I can't believe this. Um, even if that didn't happen, you can tell the difference between the people who it definitely didn't happen to and the people who are lying. Because the people who it didn't happen to will be like, I'm sorry that they believe this happened. Um, I don't remember it. But if so, I deeply apologize. If it did happen, they are very, like, apologetic, even though... It, they believe it didn't happen. And then there's um, hour-long apology videos. What's up, Joey Ryan? Yeah. There's, yeah, because there's, um, that that falls into the category of a non-apology to me. Like, to me, that where is not an apology. Where he attempts to disprove everyone. Fuck you. I know I already said this last week, but fuck you. Baby faces of the week. Let's go. All right. Um, fuck Fuck it. Let's go to let's go to this fucking Swiss superstar right here. Cesaro's my baby face just because I've oh, seen like so good. five or six stories of him just saying cool stuff and being like a great dude. Um let me start with this tweet from just a couple of days ago. Um just on wrestling jokes. It said, uh, oh, that reminds me of a few years back. I was in catering trying to go back to my table. Dwayne Johnson was in the way, so I turned around, but there was the hitman. 
I was stuck between a rock and a heart place. <laughs> um, and he he did he he's done a few interviews recently, especially after winning the uh, SmackDown uh, tag championships with uh, Nakamura, and um, they just all remind me that he's just a genuine like cool dude. I love watching him him on up up down down. And last week he did tweet a picture of all of like of his uh tag runs with uh Kid, with Sheamus, with Nakamura, and he with the uh with the title Immigrants, we get the job get the done. The job done. So I get the I get the fucking Hamilton reference in there. Um Cesaro's the one that made it, and you know what? I could just be happy with myself. Yeah. No, he's phenomenal and like the man can do fucking anything. Like... Everything. Uh, yeah, um, at the end of this week on Up, Up, Down, Down, they played Risk, and Cesaro got his ass handed to him, and, and they just all went at once, because Cesaro was mad, and they go, this is because it was the first time we played the game. Believe me, the next time we play, Cesaro will kick all of our asses. Anytime we play a game, Cesaro will inevitably lose the first game, and then destroy us for the rest of you uh, of all of human eternity. <laughs> I would if there's anybody in the world I would never want to play Monopoly with at Cesaro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who would be better to go. I'll, I'll go with mine next. I'll go with mine. And my baby face of the week is the greatest heel in the business, MJF, because he cut. A relatively kind of babyface promo this week, surprisingly. Like, something that kind He started it with misogyny. I don't know if we can say that. Well, as it went on, it, it blurred the lines between shoot and reality really well, which I love in wrestling when someone can do that well. And uh, I think Paul Heyman put it best, because he was talking about when... I, I think he did a shoot against Vince, like, right before the invasion. Uh, like, the invasion pay-per-view. And he goes, anyone can do a shoot. A master can take a shoot and use it to sell a match. And that is what MJF did this week. Because he came out and said, oh, we're talking about being the alternative. We're talking about being like this new hot thing. When in reality, we've got Dictator John telling us everything we're supposed to be doing. And then like he would bring out facts like, oh, if you want to talk about ratings... How is it that all of my segments, surprisingly, get higher ratings than old John? And it's just him talking shit about every, like, even, um, kind of taking from reality, talking about the guys who get upset about wrestling being just flips and death-defying moves. He's like, yeah, no one cares about wrestling anymore. And you would think that our, our grand leader, our champion, would lead by example, be a wrestler. But that's not what you are, John. And it was just such a phenomenal... It's literally the best MJF promo he's ever cut. Because it wasn't... It, there was, like, some light misogyny at the beginning to get that cheap smile, heat. Smile, smile. You look so much better now. Yeah, to get that cheap heat in. But outside of that, it was just him doing some very solid heel work against Moxley. And then at the very end, you think it's over. His music's playing. And he walks away, comes back to the microphone, and just goes, John Moxley, I'm challenging you for your title. I will see you it all out. And then leaves. And what the fuck? He can just do that? Okay, cool. Did you not see the one he cut on 
Jungle Boy before Double or Nothing? I didn't. Oh, no. No. No, once you saw that one, you knew. And then according to you, once you saw the match, you knew. So there's actually, I've bumped it up from 50-50 to a 65% chance he's winning. Yeah, after that promo, like, it's one of those storylines where it's like, you don't want the bad guy to lose because what he's saying is correct. Where he was like, basically... Well, you know, I, I want him to lose because I want Kenny to win. But no, I understand your point. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he, he's kind of like Killmonger at this point where it's like, oh, he's fucking right. He's right, ain't he? But also, I don't want him to win because he's going about it in bad ways. But also, he should win. The bet I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The best villain is one that you can sympathize with on some level. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't sympathize with MJF. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to, but I, I like, I understand his points. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dylan, your baby face of the week, and I. And I will say that's a lot. That's a lot coming from me saying I understand his points because of who he was promoing on. Yeah, I know, man. By the way, when did your Mox face mask get in? <laughs> Soon. <laughs> He's okay. like, next. Good. Good. You know. You know the one. I, I'm. I'm probably gonna get an evil Uno one because I love Dark Order at this point. Uh. Because they're involved in they're involved in like four storylines, four or five. Like there, there's the Colt Cabana one. There's the tag one where they lost the tag match and Brody Lee, like started choking Stu Grayson of all people, which is not a wise move. By the way, I looked it up. Brody Lee and I are the same height, roughly. Oh God. And I never realized how short that made the rest of the Dark Order. <laughs> Until seeing that. Um, by the way, you 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 love this, uh, Scotty. Do you know what John Silver's indie nickname is? No, do tell. The Meat Man. I love him. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Meat Man. They they put on great every like combination. Like I'm not so much about ten and five because like I haven't seen them that much. Ten, I guess, legitimately got an arm injury whenever he had that match with Mox. Or has been selling it like a champion for months. In which case, go you. But he, um, yeah, even on Dark, the Dark Order uh, had a match. It was a good match, well done match. Like, just straight up destroying people uh, against, I think it was Will Hobbs and Sean Dean. And then John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds, my least favorite member of the Dark Order, just because, like, he just looks greasy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. needs a haircut. The man needs a haircut. I don't normally advocate that if anybody should be having short hair, it's Alex Reynolds. Talented wrestler, but I'm just like, nah, dude. He's skinny fat and he's got the, nah. Mm, nah, he looks like he works at a 7-Eleven. Nah, can't do it. Also, I will say, Brody has perfected the art of somehow taking a stack of papers and having them meet someone's face in such a satisfying way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Being, being the elite. They're, they're getting even better. Brody Lee just yelling at people, evil Uno. Because anybody got some papers? They all ha are at a round table. They have papers. They're all scooping them up, except for Stu Grayson, who doesn't understand. He's like, yeah, I got some right here. Thank you, Stu. And he turns around to hit evil Uno, who is put on a Jaguar's helmet. <laughs> he hits it. He's like, it worked. It worked. <laughs> then you just see Silver pick those papers up. Silver, pick those fucking papers up. <laughs> Take that godforsaken helmet off. 
Okay, I can explain. You see, I heard about the I, I heard about the concussion problem. Smack ah! <laughs> <laughs> Evil Uno's noise when he gets hit by those papers is so amazing. The dark the Dark Order just keeps rising because they're like this not lovable group of fuck ups. Yeah. Like I they're saw, these misfits. Uh, I, I saw the best definition of what... their team rocket. <laughs> yes. Uh but I saw the best definition of what Colt Cabana is in the Dark Order. And they said he is a celebrity Scientologist who they keep hiding the bad stuff from. And I went, oh my god, they're right. That is exactly Colt's role. Because he was great on commentary this week because obviously everyone was like, oh, this is going to be a gimmick change for Colt. No, he's just Colt Cabana. He came out and was like, I've gotten so many opportunities. This is great. I'm on commentary this week. This is fantastic. Uh, Grayson and Uno, they've got a title match. This is fan- He is literally Tom Cruise. That is who yeah. he is right now. They just brought him in giving the good stuff. Yeah. No, I love the Team Rocket bit because Giovanni slash Brody, Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah. 100%. By the way, John Silver and Alex Reynolds are Jesse and James. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, absolutely. I'll be. There were numerous moments where I was like, "Nah, they're definitely winning." They're de-. and like even the ending felt botched to that match because, like, Grayson's up, he's about to grab the referee, but then the ref counts three anyways, and everyone has that pause of, "That wasn't supposed to be the finish of this match." But then obviously, like all the other. Dark Order members come in from around the outside, so that's the obvious, like, oh, okay. I watched it over again. I really do think it was supposed to be the ending. There was just a pause there, was all. Because the way the way where Grayson was to get it is on the wrong side of, uh, wrong side to pull the ref out. Was he? Like, he, uh, yeah, he would have needed to be on the other side to pull him completely out. Oh, okay, I, I see what you mean, I see what you mean. Yeah, because he wouldn't have been able to pull him out from where he was. So it was just, and he reached out not to grab the ref, but to get into the ring. And it was that thing of like, oh, so close. Now, okay. Yeah. It just, it looked awkward because the referee was right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that was a good match. Uh, well, in discussion, this one's going to be fairly short this week. And that is, who would you guys like to see come out face Cody now? Because apparently they're now focusing on independent talent. They, that's what they've said. Like, what other indie talent would you like to see come fa- come face the TNT champion? And I was just kind of wondering where your guys' minds are at with it. Super Dragon! Super Dragon! Yeah. That's, no that's, no that's fucking the only, doubt. That's the only one that would pop me at this point. At this point, there's nobody. Eddie Kingston is the last person where I was just like, that's an indie guy. Never really got his due. Yeah. Really good wrestler. Like, there's there's no one left. The problem is, NWA's not dead yet. Because if it was Nick Aldis. But also, I don't know if that's where they'd bring in Aldis. Unless that's how Cody loses the fucking title, is to Nick Aldis. That would be... That would be an interesting one. Yeah, um... Aldis, um, I earlier in our chat, I mean Effie, obviously, because Effie can put on a fucking fight. Like I know he gets lumped in with like the character wrestlers, but 
he's not really a character wrestler, because then that means his character is gay. And that's nothing. That's just (laughs) nothing. He's just a guy who's entertaining on Twitter, but he's also very good in the ring. Um, He's already got connections there. Janela, Orange Cassidy. um, And then Dylan has already shot this down for me, but man... I want Cody to come out one week and just say, I want to face the best of the best of the best of the best of the indies. And out comes the best, best fucking deathmatch wrestler ever. Nick fucking Nick Gage. Fucking Gage. <laughs> that would be, that would be, no, hold on. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Cody needs to fight Cody. Now, hold on. I've got, Don't I've got do a long fantasy booking that I've thought of Don't in the do last this five to minutes. Me. My <laughs> mind somewhat makes sense because it's the ultimate challenge for the master of cinematic wrestling. You guys have a good night. I learned that I can't <laughs> listen to fantasy booking anymore. That's what I learned this week. You have a good one. All right. I've learned the fastest way to get Dylan off of a conversation. It's just a fantasy book. Your best dreams out. I'm looking at the top. I'm now looking up best independent wrestlers and you know google will be like here are some recommendations for what you've searched found on the web for best independent wrestlers kenny omega will osprey marty skrull and zack saber jr i don't think this means what you think it means no because i found like my first one is independent wrestlers wwe should sign and hold on, when the fuck was this made? Um, um, the only one, I'm on a Deadlock article, the only one I wouldn't mind seeing face Cody is unfortunately now with Impact, and that's Chris Bay. Chris Bay would be One of them fucking... on this list is just fucking Okada. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm He's looking at it. I found what you found. Oh, yeah, one of the Briscoe brothers would be good, too. Anyways, um... What I Ooh, learned... actually, Chris, Chris, Chris Dickerson, Chris Dixon. Oh fuck yeah! I know you're talking to Chris or Dick- AR Fox. I will also accept AR Fox. AR Fox, Chris Dickinson, I believe is who you're thinking of. That big scary motherfucker. Big scary motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's on this list. I found another one. Ooh, unfortunately, number five was fucking. Number five was David Starr. Ooh, ooh, oops. Yeah. Anyway, I'll see you guys all wait, next no. week. <laughs> Special oh, thanks to uh, jo- Mega Rand wait, for our one la- theme one last song, one. Fighters. Jo- jo- Josh Briggs, that's my last one. Anyways, uh, I learned how to kick Dylan off the show, apparently. Where can people find you on the internet? You're not kicking me off, I'm leaving. <laughs> Have you- a good day, and if I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Two weeks in a row he's done that. He is gone. <laughs> Dylan is gone. Blake in the show. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter, you can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube, and you can find me here on the BS Network with all of our great little fucking podcasts and shit that we do. We have a good time, and we make some memories and some moments. And, <laughs> gross. You can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-U-T-T-Y-E-M-O. If you got a podcast, let me on it and let me talk so I can break the world record for most podcast appearances by a single individual in a single year, and make sure to follow me, because, ladies and gentlemen... A new show is coming this Monday, the first five episodes of The Mini Adventures of Sammy Magic will be released. It is a one-person improvised storytelling podcast based off of no book in particular. I am not 
trying to plagiarize the most famous work in existence. And you can find that on Twitter, Scotty Mo, And you can find all the other programs online at alertofpurebs.com. And I will say, you do need to watch out about actually saying that name or anything that is closely related to it. Because as I've learned, turfs get litigious. <laughs> Special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> give give all your love to Megaran as well. Give him some support. Download his stuff on iTunes. Watch him on YouTube sp- or uh, listen to his stuff on Spotify. Yeah. Do what you can. Go to one of his concerts. He's doing like weekly concerts. Go check those out and get some brand new BS merch from the new and improved merch.loadofpurebs.com. We're now hosted through T Public because the old site. I'm not gonna lie, I went to go put some new shirts up on it, and it said no. It said no, we have no more shirts. COVID fucked us, and because of that, I moved us quickly to Tee Public. but I love it because all of our designs aren't just on shirts now. You can get them on mugs, on posters, on notebooks, on face masks, all over at merch.loadofpurebs.com. We've only got nine designs uploaded right now. Um, but I am going to slowly, like, every single week, fill it back up by bringing in old designs. And when I upload a new design, for the next three days, they're usually on sale for, like, 13 bucks. Uh, so I think I'm uploading some Sammy Magic merch this Monday, so check that out. That's going to be 13 motherfucking dollars, and it's really cool. Yeah, you know if you re-upload the horror shirt, uh, my roommate has promised to buy one. I deleted it, unfortunately. <laughs> I went through all of our, our shit and went like, what IP do I want to keep? What do I want to put on merchandise? And I saw that and I said, Blake would kill me if I kept this, so I deleted it. <laughs> uh, and as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Abaddon, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>